Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're talking our mailbag show, our weekly mailbag episode where we answer your questions. We're going to jump right into this thing. I'm actually going to start off with one of the YouTube questions that came in here before we get to the Instagram questions. So it's, it's a little late because of the, you've already had to spend the fab, but I'm just curious what your thoughts would be. This is more of like a rest of a season too. So it's from belligerent Bams. He said, he's just curious on our thoughts versus of waiver wire players versus stash players, right? Like it's kind of like, when do you cut, when do you cut loose yeah. on players? Right. So on his bench, he says he has Chris Alave and Traylon Burks on his bench, right? And this was for this week is like, would it be worth it to spend some money, uh, some decent, you know, fab money to get guys like Jeff Wilson or Samuel? So essentially, it's just like, is it too early in the season you're going to cut these potential guys for the Jeff Wilsons, the Curtis Samuels that have had one good week? And it's too late to get those two, but in general, I don't know how I feel about that. Do you like to... I, I tend to like to see what my guy, if I got a guy in the, like, especially in a lobby and a Burks rookie receivers kind of want to see what they would do personally. I guess it also depends on what you need, right? If Jeff Wilson's going to start for you because you're hurting at running back, then you probably have to do it. You don't have the luxury of holding guys on your bench, right? That's the whole thing. If you, if you have the luxury, if you have a good starting lineup, like a Jeff Wilson or Curtis Samuel is not going to start for you. I'm going to take the guys. I want to leave, leave that bench open for the Alaves or the Burks, for guys like that, maybe even George Pickens, guys who haven't done much yet but have potential. I'd keep those guys there. If you need the starters, sometimes you just got to, they don't have the room to have these guys on my bench that have potential. I need players. And you might have to get rid of a Burks for a Rex Burkhead if you need a running back to play right now. But I don't know what are your thoughts on that. No, I'm very similar. I think the this early in the year, I, I like to hold on to those what we think might be uber talented guys that are either young or haven't shown it yet. I, the only way I, I differ on that is, or the same thing as you said, but when I break away from that is if I need that position player, like I'm not over the moon on Jeff Wilson, but Hey, if he's going to start in that offense, then I like him. Yeah. Um, and if I need him to play then, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would be able to kick one of those guys out knowing that it'll probably you're probably gonna have to hold on to them for multiple weeks before they do anything and you're you're not going to be able to rely on them especially like Olave I like him a lot but you know Michael Thomas showed up at the end of the game you still have Kamara like there's a lot of things that have to go right for him to be an every week guy but over you know over someone that did like Curtis Samuel we, we've seen what he can do do I really think he's gonna be an every we gotta see a week starter yeah exactly so in that case, no, I, I stick with your gut. If you liked him when you drafted him, then give him a, a few weeks. It would be the same thing as like a Christian Watson. Like it, it, that was a terrible first week for him, but on teams that I've already drafted him, I'm definitely giving him time because he missed a, a long touchdown. They're yeah. just young. So you have to give him time. But once again, you also have to win weeks in order for that to make any sense. So if you need a running or a different position, then you have to make the hard decision. Yeah. All right, how about Alex? He has, does Zach Ertz have fantasy potential or should I trade him? So, yeah, I mean, it's tight end, right? He, he's not 
one of the stars, but he's one of the guys that you can start. And honestly, I don't think you can get anything to trade by trading Zach Ertz. No, that that would be the if you can, then I would definitely I, I would do it and and just play hot potato with tight ends because I don't think he's that much more special than a lot of these other guys. Like, no, he's just he's one of those guys that you can start possibly. Yeah, and that's about it. So yeah, Lewis. if someone wanted him and they're willing to give you something that you can use, then yeah, go ahead. So Lewis has thoughts on Allen Robinson. Thoughts on Allen Robinson? Um, slightly worried. A little worried. Doesn't I mean? The way he played was how he played in Chicago. So I did see some. I didn't. I didn't like get into it too much, but I saw some things on Twitter about people posting stuff that he's open. He was open. Maybe he is. We'll see. Um, I could see an emphasis being placed on getting the ball this week after nothing next week. I can see how that could happen. We'll see if it plays out or not. But yeah, if you have Allen Robinson, there's some slight worry there. Yeah, word. But I'm I'm kind of with the other other people. I don't I don't think this is any time. Like you know, if you have someone else. Would I start them over Allen Robinson until you see something? I have, yeah, I have no issue with that. But is it time to like cut bait and trade? Um, you're probably selling him low, but there, there will be a week where he breaks out and he has a good game. So I would hold on to him until then. And we can have that discussion at that point, whether or not he's, he's worthy of starting, selling, whatever it may be. But yeah, are you worried? Sure. But this is, you know, you knew that going into it as well. If you're going to get Allen Robinson and you thought that he was going to, you know, light the world on fire immediately, probably a little high hopes. But I, I do think he has some left in the tank. So um, next question says, what thoughts on ETN? What are your thoughts on ETN after that? I, I will be 100. <laughs> I, mean, I was a big, I'm still a big ETN fan. Um, am I worried? Yeah, I 100% am worried because. Um, even though I think he looked good when he had the ball, they clearly still like James Robinson. And that is something I was not expecting. He he could hold on to that job for longer than I thought. So am I worried? Hell yeah. But do I still think that ETN can be the player that I was hoping he was going to be right out of the gate? Yeah, I, I thought he looked good when he had the ball. I think that there's tons of opportunity in that offense. I think that if they continue to get better, um, James Robinson will be the safer option for the next few weeks, but I'm not ready to cut bait on ETN either. I, I still think that he is very, very high ceiling. But what what do you think? Because I was already kind of high on him, so I don't want to. It could have been a really good game. He missed a couple touchdowns, to be honest. One, I think Lawrence overthrew him. Another one he could have had. So it could have been a huge game. But, yeah, the James Robinson factor is there. That's, yep. that's, not, that's obviously first game back from an Achilles, and that's what he's doing. He's not going away then. So, yeah. It's not going to be maybe as big as we hoped, but ETN I think will be fine. I'm there was opportunity there, and I think we'll I think we'll see, um, see it. Let's see, Estevan, Steve here. Uh, drop. This is again probably won't happen. This would have had to be done, but just see what you would think in general. It's the same kind of question. Would you have sure. dropped George Pickens for Curtis Samuel? Again, I, if, I'm not. If, uh, I mean, that's a tough one. I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge Samuel guy, to be honest. Like I, I understand the, he's usable, but Pickens could, yeah. And I'm, I'm still, once again, that, that is, do you need something immediate or do you need uh, a bigger play, you know, further down in the year? Yeah. Um, I still think Pickens has a lot of upside. There's a lot of good wide receivers there. And I'm still thinking that, I don't know what Trubisky is. I'm not, I don't have high hopes, yeah. but it's either going to be him or Pickens. Um, pick it, 
<laughs> they have too many of the same yeah. names. But um, yeah, it's going to be one of the two. And I, I think Pickens might be a little bit better for Pickens, but um, we'll see. I, I, I truly don't know yet. I think that Pick Pickens has the higher ceiling. So if you don't need them to play right away, I would hold on. If you need him, then you're probably gonna have to drop him for someone else, regardless. So go ahead and start playing the the field. Gang Green says, should I drop Damian Pierce or Daryl Henderson? And I wouldn't do that. I, I, I'm not there yet. I know it was a, it was a rough start for Pierce because Bet Burkhead got so much work. I'm just not a big Henderson believer. I mean, people all jumped on that bandwagon right after that game, but it's not like he played that well. He was just very average. Just Acres didn't well, play. Well, that's the thing. I don't. I, I've always been a big Acres doubter, and I, I never thought that he looked that great after after coming back of the injury. Even though a lot of people are really high in him. Um, yeah, I don't think that either one is going to be a really high end play. Um, but Damian Pierce does feel like the guy that will be the clear cut number one on a bad team compared to Henderson, who will split time on a good team. So how do you, you know, how do you kind of where's the the upside and if if houston gets it going and he is the number one back he'll have goal line carries i i can't promise that for henderson i i still i kind of lean where you're at even though for the next few weeks once again i would probably rather have henderson so once again is are you playing for now or later yep yep all right Brady spaghetti what are your thoughts on Taysom hill the rest of the season I'll be honest. I have no freaking idea. No. Do you? I have no, no idea. No, I don't. He's um, it's not like he got much work when he did that. He ran the ball that time. It's I, you know what? I have to see another week to see how he's being used. To be honest, it's hard to say. That could have been such a fluke, or he could be one of the most interesting tight ends we've ever had. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Yeah, he has he has all of the uh, all the tools to kind of I mean, be in be uh, like a, a gadget guy and be on the field all the time. So I like it because tight end is so awful. Yeah. So but do I really think he's going to do that? <laughs> not every week. I mean, not even every other week. I don't think he's going to be able to do something like that. Um, if you have a bench spot, maybe throw him on there and just see what happens. One more week. I, it, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, his next question was: Would you start Alan Lazard? Curtis Samuel or Allen Robinson this week. He says, feels like a no brainer, but I'm a little concerned about Robinson. And I get it. I think I'd still start Robinson this week, to be honest. Yeah, I'd probably go one more week. Lazard is a really interesting one. We don't know his health status. That's yeah, yeah. If 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 he's actually playing, I only say that because the wide receivers really let Aaron Rodgers yeah. down. So he has a huge opportunity. In saying that, I'm I actually do agree with you because I kind of it's one of those where I'm uh, I'm just kind of gambling on the fact that I think Allen Robinson needs to be included, um, so they will try really hard to get him the ball. Um, that, the Samuel one, people were probably a lot of people would probably say that. How, how do you feel about him moving forward? Not sure yet. I think it's one game, and like this could have been a Week 13 game, and he does this, and no one really thinks much of it. It just happened in Week One that he did yeah. play pretty well. I'm I'm just not. I don't know. I think we know what he is to be honest. All right. Sam asks, um, which player of these would you start at flex? Jarvis, basically the last wide receiver position, Jarvis Landry, DJ Chark, Elijah Moore, or Darnell Mooney. So it's Mooney or Moore for me. And I'm probably still going Mooney. Not going to react too hard yet. 
I played Mooney late in week one, I'm so I, I'm yet. having a little bit of buyer's remorse at the moment because God, they looked awful. Or would you I, go like a Landry? You think he's real safe, or is it Elijah Moore? I mean, the the thing is, I have no idea with with the Saints. I I do Landry is safe, but once again, I don't think he has a lot of upside as far as touchdowns or anything. God love the guy, I really do. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I had no issue putting him on my bench for this for a moment like this. Um, I wouldn't do Chark. I'll, I'll put that out there. I, I love that he caught a touchdown. That it looks like they're throwing at him, but I don't trust it quite yet. Um, uh, Elijah Moore is another one, like super interesting, but they looked awful. So I'm going to hold off on him for sure as well. Um, I, I I'm going to I'm going to climb aboard your boat. Um, one more week. I I am actually starting Mooney one more week in my league, thinking if maybe it was just the rain. If it was, I will feel good. If he shits the bed again, I'm going to start thinking that number one position in Chicago is cursed because Allen Robinson went down in in flames Mm -hmm. and Mooney was the one that did well. Now Mooney has one game where it was awful. So I give it one more week and um, I I hope I don't steer you wrong on that because I'll be in the same boat. (laughs) Sam has another question here. Um, How does Aaron Jones fit in your big board? I was, I, he's top 15 wide running back for me for the rest of the year. He didn't get a lot of carries, which was, I don't know if it's that surprising, but the carries weren't there, but he's definitely involved with the passing game. Definitely going to get some receptions. So Aaron Jones still, he's a top, top 15 back. I would say for me for the rest of the year. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. I mean, I hate to mimic you too much, but yeah, without a doubt, I, I think that once again, seeing how the wide receivers played out, he's got to be a larger role in that offense. So he actually could creep into more of a, a 12, 10, depending if, if that occurs. Um, I think both him and AJ Dillon have a huge opportunity. Um, something's got to happen. Either the wide receivers have to step up and maybe that happens when Lazard comes back or they're going to start running the ball more. And, and, you know, um, the thing that we love about Jones, he, he can catch the ball. So they could start dumping it off to him. So if you're in a PPR league, I think it's even more, uh, upside. So I, I like, I like his numbers. I would say he's a top 12 for me. And his second part of his question was then, would you start Aaron Jones or Cordero Patterson? Uh, I'm going to go Aaron Jones. Yeah, I would say Aaron Jones. And I you know I would love to say that was a, a bad question, but it wasn't. <laughs> Cordero Patterson's doing his thing. Um, he's kind of doing his first season, like first half a season kind of, song and dance right now and he looked really good they, they need him but i i can't i can't go away from the more the younger and more talented back i would do aaron jones even though cordero patterson is going to you know give you a heartburn if, if he does well again but he's still a guy that i just feel like you're i would just be looking to trade him and obviously i didn't put him on my team so i don't believe him but i i've i said it before and i'll say it again i you probably have a couple more weeks of cordell doing well but i'm looking for the peak and I'm looking to make sure I get the most out of it. Yeah. All right. So Brady Spaghetti has a question here again. Brady. Um, I saw that he uh, he joined the Discord. So yeah, thank you, yeah. Brady. Go join the Discord. We get questions answered there all the time, too. So his question was, I was offered James Robinson and Jefferson for James Connor. Would you accept? But I don't know. Jeff. Okay. If it's Justin Jefferson, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I was like, what? What am I missing? If it's Van Jefferson, no. Well, yeah, but those are two. I mean, what a difference that is. So, 
If it's well, Justin Jefferson, yeah, of course. I don't understand. He says the rest of his team. I don't. I mean, I'm not worried about like for J- who loves James Conner that much, where they're willing to give up Jefferson. Yeah, I mean, I would his his running backs would be weak, I guess, because he has currently CMC and Zeke. I'm fine with that. If you got Justin Jefferson. Yeah, Justin Jefferson might be the best player in fantasy. Yes, yeah, if it's Justin Jefferson, do it. Yeah, do it very, very quickly. If it's Dan, do not. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, definitely don't. But, right. yeah, so, it, yeah uh, my gosh, yeah. yeah. Uh, brother Coffee Bean, let's get some, get some starters for him here. Quarterback, this is easy. Kyler, Justin Field, or Drew Locke. Obviously, Drew Locke's not even the starter there in Seattle. So, Kyler Murray's your starter at, at quarterback. That's simple. All right, let's go running back. Let's pick um, or wide receiver first. Let's pick two of his two of his wide receivers. He has Jalen Waddle, Michael Thomas, Hunter Renfro, Gabe Davis, Van Jefferson. Um, it would be Waddle and Thomas if you're going two for me. Gabe Davis is the third. That's where I'm at. I don't know if you'd go D- Gabe Davis over Thomas, but I'd go Jalen Waddle, Michael Thomas, then Gabe Davis. Uh, yeah, I would. I agree with you on that. Gabe Davis was looking good, but I, I, I'm, I'm I like the other two a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, man, he's got upside. Running back wise, let's pick two. I think this one should be fairly simple, unless there's an injury. But because well, it's Najee Harris, Alvin Kamara, who's been out of practice a little bit, um, Rashad Penny, Zach Moss, J.D. McKissick, Cam Akers. If you're picking two, it's it's Harris and Kamara, obviously. If Kamara's out, though, let's say Kamara's out. Sure. And you just got Najee, you have to pick one more. It's between Rashad Penny, Akers. It's Rashad Penny. I agree. Yeah, so I think you're – yeah, it's it's Najee and Kamara. Penny's your third. Yep, 100%. And then um, tight ends, it's Darren Waller and Mike Gusecki. You're going to start Darren Waller. Yeah, without a so, doubt. Yep, you're all set there. All right, there we go. Those are the questions. There's the mailbag week for week two. Gonna hopefully learn some more stuff this week. Um, I don't know. A lot of crazy stuff for week one, but this is where if, if we'll be able to tell us that stuff becomes trends this week. And if like Cordero Patterson puts up another game like he did, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be wrong on Cordero Patterson. So if Cam Akers doesn't score any points again, then he's a candidate to be on the waiver wire. There's all kinds of stuff that can happen. But, I'm sorry, I'm uh, I'm busy looking at a, a late touchdown by the Chargers. Joshua Palmer. Catches a touchdown with like a minute to left, you know, is garbage time or whatever. And I think for, I think someone threw him in their lineup against us in the Scott Fishbowl. So I was oh, like, nice. of course, of course. I, I did have Herbert in our league tonight. So it's about 30 points. Solid night. Yeah. All right. Good night, friend. Here we go. That'll do it. We'll talk to you guys next time.